Aloha, I am June Jones of the Houston Roughnecks, and this is the XFL Show. is the week of October 2nd. This is for the love of football. This is the road to 2023. And this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. And I'm Bryant. This week, we're without any real news to cover. As per usual these days, we're just sitting around waiting. So we're being proactive. We're mapping out the essential markers for the new XFL, for what the league needs to hit before kicking off in 2023. This is episode 190. We're busting out the roadmap, Bryant. You did the legwork this week. We're going to break down those essential markers. We've got infographics. We've got dates, timelines, comparisons, charts to 2020. And, of course, all the essential markers to hit on the road to 2023 to build a successful XFL. Yeah, I've been trying to do this for a little bit, Alan. It's It's been um, kind of a... A weird couple weeks, so I had to kind of build my way up to this, and I'm finally happy that I was able to accomplish it. And it's going to be great—a roadmap that tells us where we were. We talk about it all the time on the show where we were in 2018 to where we are now, and are we far behind? Are we ahead? Where are we? It's going to be great. That's coming up later on the show. Uh, it also helped me bring back some gimmicks, which I'm very proud of because I went back to our old shows and listened and read our uh, old uh, scripts. So, yes, very happy been a good week for me personally you're going down memory lane making charts going down memory lane enjoying yourself this week meanwhile i was just sitting there really mad there was really nothing uh of in terms of social media or anything other than taylor heineke to talk about related to the xfl this week although i think the rock might have actually put xfl on a social media post uh that was like way down there uh, this week, but not something we really need to get into because you did all this hard work and we're going to dive into this and it's really going to give everybody a good glimpse at what happened leading up to 2020 in terms of those really key moments on the on the league building side and where we're at in comparison for 2023. I think this is going to be a very solid show when it comes to the information people are going to be getting. and We're going to talk all about it coming up as soon as we just get all this out of the way. 724 565 for XFL. That's the number for you to call. That's the XFL fan line. You can text, leave a voicemail anytime, any day. Just call it or text it. It's for you. It's the XFL fan line. At XFL Show is where we're at on social media. So if you Instagram or Instagram Junior or I don't know, if you're on Twitter, that's where we're at. At XFL Show, talking XFL with you. And of course, we are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. You could go to www prettyeasypodcast.com to get your own podcast started today. And if you really, 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 really think you can do some podcasting, but you really, really, really don't know about audio editing or posting your show, that's where Pretty Easy Podcast comes in. They give you a personal producer at an affordable rate. Just get started today now. If you want to do it, do it. It's podcasting. It's fun. And it's really easy with Pretty Easy Podcasts. Because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy, so easy, Alan, that again, I have no idea where you are. You might have been there before, I think, but I've never seen it in the daytime. And you're still podcasting like a professional. Look at you. Oh, Look at the you spot go. I'm sitting in right now? I think you were there with Vince one time, if I'm not mistaken. Look at me. Look, I could be anywhere. <laughs> yes, I, Vince was sitting in this very spot next to me one time. Yeah, this is this is why why pretty easy podcast really is a lifesaver. I'm I'm living that road life for a while, and I'm we I could set up and pop up, and we could do the show wherever. I mean, we might be going international soon, Brian. We've done it before. Might do a whole lot of international shows coming up. I mean, you but usually you're the one on the international side, but I, I think I got something in the works for this show coming up. 
<laughs> I have been in quite a few locations for this uh, show. It was more so a little bit easier. It was easier when we were not a video show, but now that we are a video, uh, it's 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 you know trickier. Got to make sure the background looks decent. I miss Hawaii. Yeah, it's tough. Also, yeah, and then you got you got moving moving parts. You know, moving people. So if if people see someone walking in the background wherever I'm at, just know it's probably a tourist or a home invader. I don't know. I, I'm not paying attention. I'm just focused on talking XFL with you and, of course, with Bryant here. And we have a lot of fun to have today. I really am impressed with what the work he did going back in the archives and really pinpointing those key dates. I mean, I knew the markers, but Bryant pinpointed the dates. We're going to talk about what are those key markers. When you say league building, what does that mean? What do you have to do? We're going to nail all of that down on this show. But real quick, let's think and dunk at XFL show, XFL fan line. We get action there and we want to, you know, acknowledge it. And I have to acknowledge Terry this week, Bryant. Terry getting back onto the XFL fan line on a text saying, do you get depressed when you see that all the XFL social activity is basically you guys and Taylor Heineke? Depressed um, is not the word. I'd say angry, Terry. That I get angry. Bummed. I don't know. I'm tweeting something out now to put us out there a little bit more because we are kind of not out there ever. But uh, <laughs> it is a little. I mean, I saw Sam Schwartz scene. He's probably the most active yeah, when it does. comes to to um to Twitter. He still does a lot of tweeting about the XFL and stuff. I think he got um if I'm not mistaken, he was a he was going through an airport and heard somebody talking about the XFL. Yeah, but didn't approach them. I was kind of bummed he didn't approach them. I don't know if that's actually if that actually happened though, because then he qualified that and said that's actually a meme. And I looked up that's like a common thing people tweet out. Is I walked through an airport and someone recognized me and I just kept walking or something. Or is it those tweets that me. um? Is it those tweets that are like my two year old child basically uh, you know was like, hey dad, how come there's no financial institution that helps support people who are looking for health care who are self employed? <laughs> Like your two-year-old ever said that. Get out of here. Yeah, it's tough to keep up with the memes, but basically you're right. It's Schwartzstein, it's us, and a whole lot of articles written about Taylor Heineke and how he was a backup in the XFL. Terry's right. There's not much going on uh, this week or the last few weeks. Uh, we, we all know that's it's on the horizon, but you know, for now, I guess Taylor Heineke could dominate those headlines, although he's got to win more. If he's going to represent the XFL, I say. Otherwise, PJ Walker's still my guy. Uh, it, it's a little. Um, it is. It, it bums me out. But hey, you know, I think once we go through what we're about to go through, Alan, people realize that eh, we weren't really getting that much at this point anyway. So we're just spoiled. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? Let Let's get right into it. This week, different show. Brian got deep into the archives, deep into dates really pinpointed everything, and instead of a cover two this week, instead of the hot read this week, we are just going to run through this map, this outline of how to build a spring football league, how to build an XFL. They did it in 2020. We loved it. You loved it. And in 2023, they're hoping to do the same, but they need to hit some markers, Bryant, and you identified them. We identified them. You identified the exact date, so we could also look at when things should be happening more exactly. We always reference this kind of stuff on the show, but you really put a good visual out there. We're going to have it here on the show. We'll post it on social media. People are going to react to this thing and I'm ready to get into it. If you are, I am too, Alan, let's pause for a second. Cause I want to do the little, like, you know, the little like thing they do when you go back in time, a little time warp. Oh, like Wayne's world. Let's get into it, dude. All right, here we go. So what do you need to do when you're building a football league? You need to really have a plan. And the plan needs to consist of a bunch of different important parts of your league to be propped up. Key announcements, key decisions, a commissioner for one, Bryant. You got to have a commissioner. Uh, You got to have a kickoff date. You got to have cities to play football in, stadiums, etc., you need to have the business end covered. And all that stuff came and it was, you know, one after another, each important step came 
for the XFL in 2020. And now let's look at what happened, when it happened, and then maybe the ideal spot for that that particular marker to be hit on the road to 2023. Let's start first with this first one. The first thing that happened, we got a commissioner in Oliver Luck in 2020. Well, actually in 2018 leading up to 2020. All right, Alan, well, I'm bringing it up here um, now so we can all see it. It's basically the roadmap that I created. We'll, we'll tweet it out here so everyone can kind of react. But um, the first stop, like you said, is Commissioner and Commissioner Oliver. Like these dates, by the way, are kind of ifs. Like they're around the right time. I just put, you know, to kind of reference it, give us give us an actual starting point. So around that June 6th, Commissioner Oliver Luck was announced. He didn't actually start until the, uh, July 1st. But regardless, he was announced about a month before he started. Uh, and we're not there yet. You know, if you look at the kind of chart I put together, we should have been there uh, Feb 18. Uh, if we're going to kick off uh, on Feb 18 in 2023, we should have been there around June, uh, August. If we're going to kick off in April, we're just not there. I don't know how important it is, though, because, again, I think for the most part, we have the football laid out for the XFL. There is a lot of the work has been done, right? So a lot of the football work, especially. But if you need a commissioner... How early on does that person need to be announced? Well, Oliver Luck did a lot of the legwork in terms of building the XFL. And with that work already done in a lot of respects, new ownership maybe doesn't have to worry about that. So maybe this isn't as, uh, you know, uh, uh, an upsetting or dire uh, discrepancy here. Because as you see, uh, about a little less than two years before they kicked off in 2020, Oliver Luck was brought in. And right now, uh, we are we have totally passed by that moment in time uh, on a related road to 2023. And Bryant put here, so if they plan on kicking in 2023 in February, uh, last June 20th is when we should have gotten a commissioner uh, earlier this year. And then if they plan on kicking later and kicking off later in April, uh, we should have gotten a commissioner just over a month ago. So haven't hit either of those markers. How concerned are you with that, though? I, I really am not. I mean, I think, like I said, there's the, – although the 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 paths in terms of time frame is what we're – we're trying to compare apples to apples here. It's little not because there's a lot of work that's already been done that you don't need a commissioner for. The commissioner normally does a lot of what I think yes. um, Jeffrey Pollack is doing. So if you already have Jeffrey Pollack, you really need a CF – Oh, a chief football officer. And if you already have the football, how much do you really need that person uh, right this second? I'm not saying you don't need them, period. I'm just saying at this moment in time, if you have the football figured out, is that really the thing? Because, you know, the the XFL back in, back in 2018, 2019 was running two parallel options, right? Uh, operations. Operational, football. Now it's really just operational because they figured out the football. And we're going to save a lot of the debate on – how concerned are we and what what does this mean compared to 2020 maybe for next week because we really want to go through the map and just identify those moments and what needs to happen but we can do more of that compare and contrasting next week i think brian where we say okay we hit this date in 2020 or 2018 on the road to 2020 and we need to hit it by by this point or we've missed it is this bad should we all panic? We'll get to that next week, I think, because that'll take up a lot of our time. We want to really identify <laughs> these uh, these markers, but just that's a that's a, a real quick taste of what we'll be doing next week on the show uh, with this roadmap, which we're really going to sink our teeth into, and we hope you do as well on social media and give us your reactions and thoughts. Uh, next up, though, uh, when you're building a league, you need to have a kickoff date, a target date, uh, somewhere the uh, to play football games too cities and looking back at, at the road to 2020 that december of 2018 was just one of my favorite uh parts of the road to kick off it was the announcement at metlife stadium of the cities we got the kickoff date video reveals it, it was awesome press conferences it was uh, you know, the media being brought in, it was really saying, hey, world, we're the XFL, and this is where we're going to play and when we're going to play. And that all happened in early December of 2018. So if we look at your um, roadmap here, Bryant, um, we're getting pretty close to have having to have a, a maybe a press conference like that for the road to 2023. 
Yeah, we're getting close. I mean, that's it depends, I guess. If you say, when are we kicking off? That's why I put those two dates on there. They're arbitrary dates. It's the weekend after the Super Bowl. It's midway through April. Um, so if we're still kicking off right after the Super Bowl and you're looking at that mid-December where, hey, you know, to be in line with what we did uh, in 2020, this is where we need to be. So, uh, But if we're kicking off in April, we still got a couple months, Alan. If anything, this is telling us that we might have to figure out more of these types of shows uh, for a while. Yeah. And, and and also, you know, you have uh, the the cart before the horse. You can maybe say if, if that moment comes before ahead of football, or what what would they call it the the football grand poobah? What was the proposed chief football chief officer? football officer? Yeah. yeah, chief football officer. So or a commissioner. Uh, but uh, if we get the date announcement and a press conference like that before that before that person is announced, fine by me. But. Uh, if they have something similar, a press conference like they had in 2018, Bryant, would you want it? Where would you want it to happen? The Battle Dome? That's my vote. No. Why Why is the Battle Look, me and St. Louis have our history, but I, I just I don't think that has anything to do with why I want to go want back it to, to the Battle Dome so bad. Why? <laughs> uh, if you're going to do a big old press conference like that, um, where do they do the team name reveal? Oh, that was kind of in studio thing. I think it was, you know, so if you do it at MetLife, it's kind of cool, but are you going to play at MetLife? Do you want to play at MetLife? Uh, I don't No, I don't. You could have the press conference there. Sure. It's a very great facility. I think for that, but, um, I want the New York team to be playing at one of the soccer stadiums or maybe, uh, even at, um, city field would be pretty cool. I think, but I don't, I don't want it at MetLife, but it'll probably be there. Um, because I mean, why not? It's always available, but we'll see. I, I I know New York fans probably want a smaller venue, and maybe one that's closer and easier to get to. I don't know. That's a tough call. It New York's tough. It's the biggest market, but also yeah. for football, uh, kind of tricky that way too. Look, it's going to be interesting when we get the actual teams and when that actually happens. And if they do it at one of the cities, that's great. I think you do it in New York because you have so much media there. That's probably why they chose. New York, maybe you do it in LA. There's a lot of media outlets out here too. Uh, although if you're not going to play in LA, then do you really want to do it in LA? I don't know. There's a lot of questions there as well. Uh, either way, I feel like um, I want that announcement. I think it's pretty obvious that we're quite a ways away from it. Prediction, it'll be in Vegas. I don't know when it happens, <laughs> but I'm predicting Vegas. Vegas, okay. Uh, if we're going to predict cities of where it's going to happen, I'm going to say... I'm going to say, man, I don't know why I want to say Dallas so bad. I think I want to say Dallas. I don't know why. Just Dallas seems like a. It's a, se- it's a central hub city. It's a, it's a good spot. It makes sense. Uh, but that would be, you know, if those, I would presume that the announcement and the press conference or whatever they do, if they have even an event, it could just be digital. Hopefully not. Everybody's sick and tired of that kind of stuff. Zoom calls and. Uh, online announcements we want real life baby hopefully but um who knows if they'll even do it but that would be the next marker comparing to the road to 2020 next up is the business end of things announcing the xfl president uh jeffrey pollock that came in late january of 2019 so basically a full year out from kickoff they announced jeffrey pollock who's still with the xfl one of the last or if not the last remaining employee of the league. Uh, and he was brought on just a year out, Bryant. So looking at the timeline, presuming a February kickoff, uh, then we would get that president announcement uh, coming up pretty soon. Um, you know, early in this early next year in a few months, or if we're kicking off a uh, tax day, then you're going to get that in April of next year. So I don't think we're going to get that at all. Cause the guy's already there. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is kind of one of those like check marks that you can kind of say, Hey, we're moving forward. Uh, let's roll. Uh, we, we got our guy we kept him along and we're going to keep moving forward. And that also lends lends into, or leans into the fact that a lot of the markers we're going through are either already p- fully checked like this box presumably, or partially checked, you know, that that having Jeffrey Pollock still a part of the XFL 
um, in whatever capacity he's truly working in right now, it means that there's already a lot of what happened in 2020 being brought in, at least on the business end. And we'll see uh, what relationships Jeffrey Pollock's able to maintain that the XFL had in 2020 to bring on for 2023, because I presume that he'll be used for a lot of that stuff. Um, Hopefully, you know, in terms of the the stats partnerships and optimum scouting, maybe even or something uh, of the sort. Uh, But our next marker is coaches or at least a coach. The football people need to be brought on. Uh, And we got our first head coach almost a full year out, Bryant, when Bob Stoops was brought in, uh, announced as the head coach of the Dallas Renegades, the first XFL head coach announced on the road to 2020. So that means uh, February of 2022 or April of 2022, hopefully we'll be getting a coach announced. And that's just like four months away, hopefully. Well, yeah, the debate continues on. Well, the debate also continues on this because uh, after you remember, after Bob Stoops was hired, um, we got a series of weeks, right, where coaches were announced uh, leading up to, you know, Pep Hamilton, Jim Zorn was was hired, uh, Kevin Gilbride. I think June Jones was the last one. So all these coaches were, were hired over about six weeks and how much time did they really get as an advantage? Who knows? Is it really necessary to have a coach that early when you don't have players? Again, that's up for debate. We'll talk about that next week. But to me, what I'm looking at is the next one. This this next stop is probably, to me, even more important uh, <laughs> than uh, than coaches. Yeah, this one's the the monkey wrench on on the road here. If you or the banana peel, if you hit this one and slip up, uh, because what are you going to do? Are you going to ha- have team presidents brought on to run each team that's owned by the league, or or do you erase that one and then pe- then marker in owners instead, owners of franchises? Is that what's going to happen with the new XFL? That's the big question too, Brian. That's the one when you. Put this all out there. I circled too. I said, "This is the this is the one that could really change and be different from everything else on the road to 2020 compared to the new road to 2023." Well, if it's owners, I think it's way before. I don't think it gets to this point and says, "Hey, we're going to hire owners." All right, we're going to bring in owners, hire owners. We're going to bring in owners, but uh, so I think that happens way before this. Um, if we're going uh, that ownership route that we talked about so so much on the show. So it, it's going to be a, a different one that I think will tell a lot about how the XFL is going to succeed uh, in 2023 when it comes to marketing. Uh, when you know, Because if you really think about it, these presidents were like mini owners of the teams. They ran the teams when it came to financial and operational yeah, processes. Exactly. Right? And, and the – new model if that actually happens where you have a franchise owner who then hires and delegates all these tasks to people the the president role in the in 2020 that's still a role someone will have in the new xfl but they will answer to an owner of that franchise potentially instead of answering to the league and also working together with the other presidents i don't know you're if you're going to be working in tandem with other teams presidents if you're working under a franchise owner if that if, if you if you, that makes sense uh they the way it was set up previously was presidents work together for, for, from different teams for the better of the league uh when you're in a franchise model you work as a president for an owner you're competing with the other presidents you probably yeah. share best practices and you're going to be working to you know help each other grow but Really, it's a competition in the offices uh, across the league in addition to the field when you have that franchise model. Yeah, no, it really is. And, and we're, we're going to see what ends up happening with these teams, I think, relatively soon. If, if we get to a kickoff and announcement date and announcement of teams and no owners, then I think it's safe to say that we're going to go this president route again for 2023. Yep. And again, that those presidents were announced in March. That first one was HBK. Heather Brooks Carrots for the LA Wildcats was announced March twenty fourth, a friend of the show, great friend of the show. March twenty fourth, twenty nineteen, uh, she was announced. So a little less than a year before kickoff, presidents were starting to be brought in, 
and they were doing all sorts of things in their local markets, but really working together as well. And uh, if we're going that route and just, you know, four or five months time, maybe we'll be seeing uh, presidents brought in uh, by the league. But of course, we have to watch out what they're going to be doing with that model, the franchise model or the 2020 model where the league owns all the teams. The next marker you want to hit when you're building a, an XFL, at least when you were building the 2020 version that we all loved, May 6, 2019, a TV deal was announced. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was sitting next to the – I was on the computer. It was announced, and I said, I'm ready to go. This is the big moment. ESPN and Fox, the XFL, that is where they will live on television for the world to see. And that was announced in May, the, the year before kickoff in 2020. So not not far off from kickoff was the TV deal uh, made. And it seems like the talk on this road, though, Bryant, from the new ownership is they want a TV deal in place before a lot of other things, it sounds like. They really talk about, you know, the media distribution a lot whenever you hear anyone from Redbird or Danny Garcia talking. Yeah. Uh, before we get into it, Alan, do you remember where I was when this TV deal in it was announced by any chance? Uh, May 6, 2019 would be – was that like your wedding? No, I was tricking back from my bachelor party. I was waking up after a weekend of shenanigans on a Monday to this news, and the bachelor party was in, uh, you know, dying down. And I think we did a show as I was driving back, a horse – you know. Uh, my voice all raspy and hoarse and it was just a, <laughs> a fun show to get that kind of woke me up and got me ready for the week again um but yeah you're you're right <laughs> the uh the television deal seems to be uh something that these this ownership group really wants to tackle really wants to get ahead of um i will say that if you get a legit tv deal something that makes your league um you know espn fox in that regard uh, you're going to bring some legitimacy to your league. And I think a lot of these other hires and a lot of these other tasks might be easier if you get some one of these TV deals uh, in line beforehand. Yeah, and I really like that idea of announcing the TV deal before a lot of the other markers we've already hit on. We're about halfway through. Um, if the TV deal comes before the, that stuff, before, like you said, kickoff date even would be amazing. And you could do so much more with promotion and – uh, really getting creative and, of course, content, which is what we all talk about. We need more content. Then they'll be able to really get that production uh, revved up and uh, going early on if that TV deal is announced before some things. But that's that's always tough. You got negotiating rights and, and TV deals and, uh, you know, getting your product on a channel or a network or on a streaming service. That's like that's like the most grueling, no holds barred negotiations these days you hear about. I mean, the YouTube TV and NBC deal that was just in the news recently came and went. It was a week of, of fighting very publicly, making both each trying to make each company, Google and NBC Universal, look like nincompoops. In the end, it seems to me like. YouTube and Google won because they come to an agreement and NBC stays on that streaming service. When you're talking about sports rights, the XFL bringing themselves to like an ESPN or a Fox or who knows, a, a regional sports network. I don't know. They have so much ownership in, in RSNs too. Redbird, who knows what they do with it? Like they have leverage, but let's see what kind of hardballs played by the network's and the companies they talk to for the TV deal. I'm more intrigued for the TV deal this time around than I was in 2020, Brian. It's going to be really interesting to see. The The interesting thing to me is ESPN has, has a much fuller slate of product uh, than it did when the XFL was first around in 2020. They got the NHL to worry about, and that's that's plenty of t content for them to fill a lot. You know, you're not going to see cornholes on ESPN2 on a Thursday night probably anymore, you know, as much as I love cornhole and NBA, and, and NHL, UFC, NFL. Uh, they have everything. Live Boxing. Yes. I mean, ESPN really yeah. is is going back to, I mean, yeah, I think even more than it's, I mean, heyday for us, I think, in the late 90s, early 2000s, probably, uh, right when they got the NBA 
I mean, it was everything was there. I mean, it's when the NHL left, but now the NHL's back in addition to the NBA. Where will the the XFL fit in there? Will it be like a CFL situation where you rarely see it on their TV stations, but it's on their streaming service? I hope not, but um, we'll see because there's a lot of... Uh, the, the great thing is, though, ideally it's on a network TV like it was or and cable like in 2020. But the fact is, there's plenty of places for the XFL to be televised. That, that's the good thing this day and age. There's definitely going to be somewhere in some service or some company or network that will want the XFL. So there's no issue there, I think. Yeah, I mean, we don't want them on Ion Television Channel 36 in Los Angeles. Like, you don't want that type of Point stuff. One. Right? So you got to be careful. <laughs> yeah, so you got to be careful. Uh, not every single opportunity there is an actual opportunity. So I think the XFL will, be, will find itself in a very pleasant deal especially if the spring league can get on Fox. Like, let's just be real about that situation too. Yeah. If the spring league is on Fox, the XFL is definitely going to have a pretty sweet home. I think because football is King and these TV uh, networks and streaming services are going to want some live football, especially if the rocks involved. Okay. The next marker we hit when we're yeah, building announcing, Hey, the rock is going to be here is worth millions. <laughs> Sorry. And millions. <laughs> of dollars okay the, the next marker uh we need to hit here uh to build an xfl league would be on the football side the scouting side summer showcases although is that needed that's a question we asked when we went through them i went to the summer showcases were they totally necessary some would say maybe not were they super fun and awesome for a football nerd like me Yes. And did they give some guys opportunity to get to the league? Sure. But not not a lot of guys from the summer showcases made it to the league, did they, Brian? No, they didn't. We even asked Bob Soupstead, and probably one of the stupidest questions I've ever asked in my career was, hey, how many players did you get from the summer showcase? And he said, none. <laughs> that's not a that's a good question. Interviewed him that's a good question to ask, though. So, Why, that's not um, a stupid question. I mean, it's, <laughs> and, uh, the impressive thing is he was so honest about it. I guess <laughs> he's like, yeah, we really didn't use the summer showcases. We didn't really get too many players from, from, from there. Uh, it was a marketing tool. Um, when it comes to financial expenses, is it going to be necessary? Who knows? Um, I wouldn't mind this summer showcase to be something more along the lines of a summer workout players that were cut that don't currently have NFL contracts. If they want to get out there and get some, some work in show their skills, you know, that would be more along what I'm thinking this should be uh, rather than just getting players from around the league. And um, I'm sorry, getting players who are no longer really playing football and giving them one more opportunity. So if we're going to really produce some stuff year round for the XFL, right? They talk about that. Here's my idea. Summer before kickoff 2023, seeing the marker where you need something like this to occur. Why not have summer showcases, but up up the stakes a little bit, make it interesting and make it something that could benefit the league. Televise it, make it like a reality show, a, a, a hard Tough knocks enough. thing, maybe or maybe a competition show. I don't know. But you could you could really do something with the summer showcases, I think, with very little money and I think make it something valuable. They're competing Why for not? a guaranteed one year contract. Um. And the Rock's friend Steve Austin's hosting the show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would love that. That would be great. Come on now, you got a contract. Come on, Brandon. You gotta throw that ball through that tire. <laughs> uh pump pass kick competition. Um the XFL, I think, uh, can use the summer <laughs> showcase as a building block. I don't think it should be what it was, but I think it's something that they could use. Um, I put that date on there because it was kind of the first time we saw football on a field sponsored by the XFL. I mean, I love my idea either way. That one maybe doesn't need to take place, at least in the public eye. We'll see what they do the summer before kickoff. Late summer before kickoff. Last time here on our, our road to kickoff 2023 map we're looking at. Uh, in August, the draft was announced to be happening in October. So you had uh, uh, two months in between the announcement of the draft, 
we knew we would have a draft, but the date was given. And then the draft happened in October. So the announcement for a draft occurring next summer, the end of next summer, Bryant, uh, something that needs to happen is a draft. I don't care when it's announced. This one doesn't really matter to me as much, you know, the announcement of the draft date, just as long as we know we're having a draft. I, I, I mean, I just want an announcement that a draft will occur first and foremost. Yeah, and if anything, I think this one can get pushed out. We'll, again, we'll debate that next week probably. But uh, pushing out this draft might make it a little bit more interesting because you got to remember a lot of players that were selected in the draft weren't available in the draft. I mean, in the for the teams coming to camp, they signed contracts with the the NFL and whatnot. So I think you need a more solidified pool of players if you're really going to try and um, and make this a legitimate you know, moment in your timeline. Leading off to kickoff. Leading up to kickoff. This this next one though also plays into it, and I don't know if it's necessary. The announcement of Landry Jones shortly after that marker, we got an announcement that Landry Jones was the first XFL player, quarterback for the uh, Renegades. Was he announced as the quarterback for the Renegades, or just that he would be in the league? I believe he was given. He was given to the Renegades. He was, but that wasn't until draft time. So he was just announced as a player. For the okay. XFL. So they said, we're going to have Landry Jones in this league. And that was the first <laughs> announcement they made player-wise. I don't know if they need to do yeah. that. But maybe if it's a player that has like a lot of cachet. It was the only one they made, really do by that. the way. Yeah, they did. Yeah, because everybody else came with the draft. Um, <laughs> they never announced another one until draft day. Yep, yeah. exactly. So the, uh, the announcement and singling out of a special player, I mean, I think unless it's like, a former Heisman Trophy winner or something like that, there's no need to really do that. So this one I might even just cross off of my my roadmap, Brian. I don't know if it's necessary. Well, the necessity I think we'll get into a bigger day because I think it's very necessary to announce players and and bring faces to your league that people can associate with. Definitely a debate we'll be having here shortly, but we must move on going through our road to kickoff 2023 map. October of 2019 the most grueling two days of your life the xfl draft <laughs> takes place over the course of two days october 16th and october 2022 do you think you have it in you for another xfl draft bryant full coverage oh 100 100 i we're the only two people to cover an xfl draft in the history of war of the life it was only you and I. So I think we're we are the only people well equipped Even enough in to do 2001? this. I don't know what was sitting in a room in for two days covering it with every single draft pick. There was no draft like this in two thousand one. Come on, I think it was probably like a little baby cricket compared to what we were dealing with in twenty nineteen. <laughs> no. This is I I'm I'm so ready for another draft. Even more so now. When you put it that way, actually, I've never th- thought of it th- that way. You and I you're right. You and I are the only two people in the known universe who have ever covered and broadcasted for a, exactly. an XFL draft. Huh? I never realized Interviews that. with wow. Oliver Luck, Sam Schwartzstein, Put it on my Bob tombstone. Stoops. Uh, we had more Doug people. Whaley. Had Doug Whaley there. We had, we had everyone. Everyone. Eric Galco was amazing. Come on. We were eating, we were eating pizza. We, it was the greatest time of our lives. And I've never worked so hard. It, it was very fun. If and, we had uh, the skills we have now, then they would have had a second draft just for the skills that we were providing. I can't believe they they, they let us in that room. Uh, but for the next XFL draft, do you do you expect still up there? Do you, by the way, sorry. Do you expect uh, the XFL draft to be? Uh, we're not going to get into the debate of the of the timeline or when it should happen or exactly what it'll look like but i just have this question for the next xfl draft do you think it will be given more attention to the league than it was given when we covered it i'm talking about on the the publicity side and the media side and the transparency side i think there's a way that you should um approach the draft and that's where i go back to players You have to highlight players. You have to bring faces to your league or else it becomes only about teams that people don't care about yet. But if you bring 
you know, faces to the league that people care about. I'm not talking about your, your stars or stars, I'm going to say, but, you know, but if you, if you make people aware of who's on their team, it'll be, make them more passionate. Right now, the Steelers are the Steelers. The Browns is the Browns, right? Like these teams are, they're going to be those teams forever. So you market the team. You don't really market the players. Uh, the XFL needs to market players because people don't care who the Wildcats are in LA. People who don't, even St. Louis, people don't care who the Battlehawks are so much. They do. But what I'm saying is, if you start putting names to those teams, people are going to care more. For sure. For sure. Especially if you can get some names people recognize and can get excited about. It is all about that these days, especially in a world of fantasy football, uh, gambling as well. Uh, that gets that gets people way more interested than a cool franchise logo or name for sure. This next marker on our road as we wind it down here, uh, January, so a month out uh, before uh, kickoff, Bryant, the rules were announced for the 2020 season. I think this is one that you can click and drag and move all the way to the top potentially because you – have the rule book already this time, baby. You don't need to work on it and tweak it all the way up until a month before kickoff this time. That is very true, and I think you would make a lot of XFL fans happy if you say we're coming back with the same rule. So if you want to announce that at the very beginning when you start making these announcements, I think that's fine. I, I don't see a problem with that. I think it's something that you um, probably want to have your CFO announce, your chief football officer, but uh, either way, to me, it's a it's a good thing uh, if they can keep that rule book uh, the same. Do we want it a week before, a month before kickoff? Probably not. Technically, yeah. this is a week before training camp, so that was the the bump. No. Uh, you know, of all this was like, hey, we're, we're going to the we're going into training camp. Really, don't know what rules we're playing. Any and also, I'm looking at this now. Any later than January seventeenth, twenty twenty three. You know, on our arbitrary kickoff dates or March 14th of 2023, if we have a tax day kickoff. Any later than those two, I'll be very mad. I cannot wait that long for a rule book announcement <laughs> or the rules announcement for 2023, especially knowing how great of a rule book we had in 2020 to work with. Yeah, well, again, the debate will, will, will rage on on those two. Uh, I'm sorry, on that one specifically, whether or not it's going to be one of those two dates. I hope it's sooner. I want to know. I want to play my turkey bowl under XFL official rules for 2023. Oh, that's man, my goal. That would be fun. In, in my Thanksgiving Day Turkey Bowl game uh, in November of 2022, I want to play under official XFL 2023 rules. I mean, you could play with those rules anyway. You know the nope. rules. Official XFL 2023 <laughs> rules. I, I want to know that the, the official rules of XFL 2023. Yeah, I guess you don't. It's it, you don't want to play under the rules of like an old league or old rule, a rule book that nobody uses anymore. That that would be if you're like you want to go play turkey, but like, all right, we're playing uh, NFL rules circa 1966. Headshots are are legal. Head slaps are legal. <laughs> Hitting defenses defenseless players is legal. That's not going to happen. Not at your turkey. Bowl. Contact fifteen down, fifteen yards down the field. Yeah, hand checking. Uh, our last marker on the road to kickoff here, and this amazing infographic that uh, Bryant put together. Uh, that and you know there are a lot of other notches on the belt you need to you need to acquire to kick off a league, but these were the major ones. And this last one, training camp, January thirteenth, twenty twenty, occurred in Houston for all eight teams in a hub city. We were there. It was a fantastic affair, very well put together. I think it helped the league a lot in terms of the quality of the play. Um, and I think this one is also one that's probably safe to say going to be pretty uh, similar for 2023 in terms of the time frame. Uh, but in terms of what training camp actually looks like, that is a horse of a different color we won't get into. But that is another major milestone you need to be hitting, that training camp or camps if they're going to be in individual cities, Brian. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. We've talked about it before and how we want training camp to have to, to be handled uh, for the XFL uh, going into 2023. I think it's going to be a um, – you're right. The time frame itself is probably around that depending on exactly when the kickoff date is. But, uh, you know, the XFL has to hit a lot of milestones, and I think they did hit a lot of milestones going into 2020. And I think that's what mainly this was is to give us some perspective on exactly what uh, needs to happen 
uh, for us to be comfortable as fans that the XFL is doing what they need to do to make 2023 successful. And why I love this episode and what what you did here uh, with the graphic, at least, is now we have something visual people can look at. When you're thinking about the XFL, when you're listening to this show and we hit on any other topics in the future, you can always go to this now on the road to 2023 and say, all right, what do we know now? What what was done back then and what is yet to happen now? Are we in panic mode? Uh, What can I look forward to next? What is logically their next step? What what can I bug the XFL about on social media? Because now you look at this and you could say, at XFL 2023, uh, this time uh, three years ago, you had uh, summer showcases going on. Where are they at? Where are the summer showcases? When's the draft? When are we getting team names? We had them by this time on the road to 2020. Team names, we didn't get actually have it here on a separate sheet. We didn't get those until end of August 2019. Um, the the XFL, I think people like Vince are very like, hey, I want to know the TV deal. Show me the TV deal. And brother, we're not there yet. We weren't even close to it yet. So calm your expectations. Let's let's roll with this and let's see what happens. There's a lot of other dates that I have on here, Alan, that I kind of didn't put on this chart. But, you know, there was a head coach summit. The game ball was revealed. Uh, uniforms, things for fans, you know, the, all the partnerships with Elevate Sports, Optimum Scouting, um, things like that were all announced throughout the time. And we have all that. We'll bring those up. It'll help us, you know, make better shows. Uh, but either way, I think the kickoff um, needs to be settled so we actually have some fixed dates to all these things. Yep. And that's what we'll get into uh, for sure next week. We'll be talking and discussing uh, what we think about this roadmap and where we are at in relation to 2020. Exactly. Now, with this visual aid, we can get into some heated debate next week, but awesome fun this week with the information style show, uh, kicking the cover two to the curb, hot read to the curb. I mean, this was basically a hot read uh, if you want to gimmick up the segment, but this is a good chunky segment going down this roadmap. And now we are better informed as football fans, as XFL fans, I think. And hopefully you are, and hopefully you react to it at XFL show. Let us know what you think about what we talked about today. Look at the visual aid, react to it. Let us know what you think. Predictions are always welcome. And uh, we'll be diving into what you're saying and what we think next week. But I'm, I'm super excited. It's a good tool to now have moving forward on this road to 2023. Another thing you should add, you have to acquire tools when you're building a league. You need tools to build things. That's what uh, I learned watching Home Improvement growing up. Yeah, well, that, I think that's why you carry the fanny pack, is it not? Because of all the tools uh, that you that you carry around. I've seen you pull out everything but a Swiss yes. Army knife out of that thing. It's actually quite interesting. But now with this roadmap that that's we have I'm laid also, out. I'm also morphing into Al Borland, too. <laughs> we have this roadmap to help us. Uh, make sure you now catch us here every single Sunday right here on your favorite podcast app. That's Google, Apple, Stitcher. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you give us that five-star review and tell your friends about us. If you got a comment, question, or topic you want us to cover, well, then text or call the XFL fan line, 724 565 for xfl remember standard text messaging rates do apply also follow us on all social media platforms at xfl show instagram twitter uh facebook uh tiktok hopefully soon i i've been trying to learn the dances so i can do tiktok we'll see maybe one day or if you want to come and say hi to us subscribe and watch us on youtube at xfl.show the official website of this is the xfl show and don't forget to check out our sponsors pretty easy podcasts go to prettyeasypodcasts.com and get started today because they make podcasting um let me look my timeline oh yeah pretty easy you know if we do a tiktok this visual aid is going to be really good for it and i I already have it in my mind how that'll look it'll be where do you think we were for the 2020 kickoff for the xfl moving forward uh in 2023 this is what it needs to happen and here you go all right like and subscribe and uh click on my name for more (laughs) for part two that's how everybody, every video, it's them talking into the mic, you know, on the thing like that. That's TikTok. That's what I've, I've gauged from watching my wife watch TikTok. I, 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 like this? Are they talking to a thing that doesn't even make sense to talk into? <laughs> yeah, like little, talking to a or the headphone mic. Talking to yeah, the, the, talking to the, 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 th- the three point, the three millimeter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, either way it's been a lot of fun i think this is going to help us out i think it's going to help you fans a lot so enjoy it react to it uh we're going to put it on uh, we're going to pin it on our twitter we're going to post it on instagram oh yeah um, 
nice little infographic so everybody's aware of where we are now and where we need to be. Uh, and you know what? Who's to say this thing's not going to get blown up? That's not what we're saying here. What we're saying is this is going to help kind of ease your expectations as to what's exactly supposed to happen for kickoff 2023. Yeah. Because it can get blown up. I'm telling you, if we have a franchise model, a lot of this changes and a lot of that goes out the window because it's a completely different type of league being built. And of course, we'll be here to talk about it all. So excited, though, uh, on the road to 2023, even in weeks with no news, knowing that kickoff is happening, knowing that conversations and meetings have happened recently between Redbird, Danny Garcia, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, we know we're getting announcements soon enough. We're being patient and we're just getting ready. And this helps us stay ready. Uh, shows like this, the more informational style. But next week, we'll embrace some debate, maybe yell at each other and say some offensive things to each other in the heat of the moment. But then it's all good because it's all love here uh, on the original official XFL podcast. The only two people on Earth or in the known universe who have ever covered an XFL draft and broadcasted it to the world. That's what I say that every show now. That's a great badge <laughs> this is the xfl show this is the only X, the xfl podcast <laughs> to broadcast from the xfl draft i'm out yeah you're making me uh, add, I'm Brian. you're making me add all sorts of stuff to the beginning of the show so i might as well add that in there too that's a great accolade acknowledge it <laughs> uh, either way it's been a lot of fun i can't wait to see how everyone reacts so make sure you uh, follow us on on, uh, on social media and get out there and tell us what you think yeah, everybody, tell us what you think of this stuff. I'm super excited to see what you say. And until next week, we'll get into it. But let's get out of here, Bryant. All right, everybody, we're out of here. We'll see you next week. For Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.